Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you. Now, just before we start this episode, I would just like to say hello. So here we go. Hello. That's three times I've said hello to you. Four now. Um, as well as that, though, I'd just like to remind you that uh, you can support Luke's English Podcast if you feel like uh, I deserve your support. If you want the podcast to continue in the future, um, you can support me by giving me a donation. If you fancy it, there's no obligation, but if you want to show your support, um, just go to the website and you'll find donate buttons. You can click there. And it's up to you how much you give, if you want to give. Um you can choose like one pound or a billion pounds. Uh, don't I don't don't send me a billion pounds. Um, I don't think uh, I needed to say that, did I? And it's not like you were. Oh, okay, I'll just give you a billion. No, you weren't going to do that anyway. But um, what I'm trying to say is that it's up to you how much you give. You don't have to give anything if you don't. If you want to just listen, if you just want to take, uh, then fine. That's that's fine by me. But um, I would just like to gently remind you that uh, this podcast is made possible through donations from generous listeners. If you have made a donation, then thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Your donations help me to do lots of things, like they help me to get audio equipment that I can use to to make the, the podcast sound as good as possible. And you help me to pay for things like um, the, the, the website maintenance and the hosting fees and all the other little bits and pieces. And also, not to mention just my time, because I could be spending this time doing like, I don't know, something else, one-to-one lessons. I could I could get a job teaching kids, you know, how to pass their English exams, but instead I tend, I, I prefer to do this. And if you want to basically make it possible for me to continue doing this, then you might think about uh, sending me a donation. Right, that's it for donation stuff. Um, And um, let's start the episode, shall we? Okay, let's start the episode. So here we go. Jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. How are you? How are you? You're fine? You're, you're all right? Good. Glad to hear it. Um, I hope that you're um, basically having a nice time, uh, even if you are on the way to work, um, or maybe on the way back from work, which is much better, isn't it? It's always, it's always a much better feeling. I don't know. I don't know what your job is. Maybe you love your job. I hope you do. It helps if you love your job. Um, anyway, wherever you're listening to this, in whatever situation, whether you're on public transport or just walking around or maybe sitting at home, Maybe you're work. Maybe you're at work, and you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this when you should be doing something else. Um, maybe you are uh, doing something extraordinary while listening to this. Like I don't know, you're about to jump out of a hot air balloon or something. Hopefully with a parachute attached. Anyway, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're fine. And uh, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast, which is a podcast for learners of English. This is for people who would like to listen to real British English. Um, And in these episodes, I present you um, 
the chance to listen to British English naturally, uh, in context, in conversation. Um, I might teach you English on the podcast sometimes and at other times just present you with um, hopefully interesting and engaging listening content that uh, you can use to just get some English into your life because we know that this is vital uh, for really learning English properly. It's not just a case of studying it every now and then for a couple of hours a week. You should be connected to English um, regularly and hopefully on some sort of emotional level that helps. The more you're engaged with what you're listening to, and the more regularly you do it, and the more authentic and natural the English that you're hearing is, then the better it will be for you in the long term. Okay? And in the short term, I hope that you just simply enjoy the experience of listening to my podcast. Um, so, just before I start with the episode properly, I just want to give some announcements and news. Um, so, first of all, I hope that you enjoyed the episodes I recorded recently as a tribute to David Bowie, the musician. Unfortunately, so soon after we lost Bowie, so soon after Bowie died, that the news came that another great person has died. And that's the British actor Alan Rickman, who, like Bowie, was 69 years old and died from cancer. Uh, Alan Rickman is most famous as an actor for playing the part of Severus Snape in the Harry Potter films. You know you know Alan Rickman, don't you? Um, you? You might not be familiar with him immediately. You might not know his name. But if you've ever seen the Harry Potter films, Severus Snape, the actor who plays Snape, that's uh, Alan Rickman. And he... he um, He's famous for that role in the Harry Potter films. Also, he's he, he's famous for many, many other roles too, including, for example, the part of Hans Gruber, who was the bad guy in the Die Hard film with Bruce Willis. You know the bad guy in, in Die Hard? It's the same actor. The same actor, yeah. But he's been in lots and lots of other things. Um, and... Uh, uh, Alan Rickman was known for his sardonic humour, his wonderfully rich and unique voice, and for bringing a great amount of weight and humanity, as well as humour, to his roles. Um, he was a great actor, and he will be missed too. And I haven't even mentioned Lemmy as well. That's uh, Lemmy, otherwise known as Ian Fraser Kilmister, um, who... Uh, who was the lead singer of the group Motorhead. Um, And he also died recently. Um, Lemmy played a massive part in the invention of heavy metal music and was generally a huge personality in the world of British rock. He was on the scene all the way from the 60s, all the way through until this year when he sadly passed away due to cancer. Lemmy was known for his gravelly voice, his appearance. He looked a bit like a biker. Uh, dressed in leather with big mutton-chop sideburns and moles on his face and on his chin. He wasn't a very pretty guy like David Bowie, but he still um, he was still sort of as distinctive in his own way. Um, he was also famous for his hard-drinking, speed-fueled lifestyle and his bizarre obsession with Nazi regalia, meaning the clothing, the weapons and other items that are associated or that came from the Nazi era of Germany during World War II. Um, He was sort of weirdly obsessed with Nazi stuff, but he wasn't a bad guy. I think he just liked the designs and imagery from that sort of time and that period. It had nothing to do with the Nazi ideology or anything. 
um, because I believe that at heart, Lemmy was just really committed to playing loud and fast music and living a loud and fast lifestyle, and he wasn't really interested in the politics and stuff. But Lemmy will surely go down in history as a true legend of the music world. So that's now, that's three people, at least, that we've lost this year. Three famous British people. So can famous British people stop dying, please? Because if we carry on like this, then there'll be none left by the end of the year. But let's not dwell on these dark things anymore. I'm glad to present you this episode today because this one is all about the future and about new life and that sort of thing. Because my cousin Oliver, who's on this episode of the podcast, is going to be a dad for the first time. His wife is expecting a baby daughter at any time. And that's one of the things that I talked to Oliver about in this episode. So let's look to the future with new life and positivity and all that sort of thing. And we'll start all of that in just a minute. But first of all, let me just go through a little bit of admin, just a bit of sort of uh, general admin here. So first of all, um, a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned that there was a, a, a problem with comments on my website and that the comments had disappeared. Well, I'm glad to say the comments issue on the website is now fixed. I just needed to do a few updates of the of the coding on my website and it's all fixed. So you can now post and read comments on the homepage again. Great. Um, email subscribers. If you're an email subscriber, I just want to ask you a question. Are you still receiving emails when I post new episodes? I ask that because I had a couple of messages from listeners recently who said that they hadn't received emails with new episodes. So how about you? If you're an email subscriber, could you just let me know if you received emails for, for example, the David Bowie episodes, uh, the episode called With the Thompsons and the Star Wars spoiler review episode? Did you receive emails? To those for those um, episodes. If you did, then great. If you didn't, just let me know because um, I might just need to have a look at the uh, email subscription uh, list um, sort of uh, plugin that I have on my website and just, just check that it's working okay. As a reminder, if you haven't signed up to the email subscription list, that is one of the best ways to keep up with uh, new content on um, this podcast and on my website. Just go to the website, top right-hand corner, you'll see it says subscribe by email. Just put your email address in and you'll simply get an email whenever I post a new, a new uh, either a new uh, audio episode or other bit of content. And, and I'm not going to give your email address to anyone You know, I'm not going to sell your email address. I'm not Facebook. You know, I'm not going to sell all your personal details. I hate that stuff. So I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, It's just a way for me to deliver my content to you more efficiently. Um, So the Luke's English Podcast Photograph Competition or the Luke's English Podcast Picture Competition is now finished. So please don't send me any more photos because the 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 um the deadline has, has has gone so the competition is finished thank you very much for the photos that i have received in my email accounts thank you for sending me your photos and of course i have loads of pictures they'll go up on the website soon and then you can pick your favorite um and the favorite of course will win a prize um, i'm a little bit concerned about how that's going to work to be honest with the with the photographs because i received about probably about a billion pictures. I haven't counted them all individually, but I think it's probably about a billion. So <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course, but it, it, it's going to be, uh, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to manage it all. But 
I'll work something out, and I'm sure it's going to look really cool with a nice mosaic design on the, on the page. I'm, th- I'm sure it'll be good. And then you can have a look at, you know, the situations that people are in around the world. Um, you can have a look at the, the, the Lepsters in different situations. Um, and there are some fairly interesting situations in there, too. Uh, one or two photographs that was quite surprising and, and quite amusing and funny. So uh, I'm looking forward to showing them to you. Um, so Amber and Paul. So I will be meeting Amber and Paul again soon. You know them. They're guests I have on the podcast regularly. Um, and uh, so I'm going to meet them again soon. Firstly, to catch up with them both, because quite a lot has happened since uh, we last spoke on the podcast. First of all, Amber went to Costa Rica, and I'm sure she saw some really interesting things and had a nice time. So I'd like to hear about her Costa Rica holiday. And also, Paul Taylor, as you may know, because you might have seen him on the BBC or on R- Russian television, or on some other service like um, RT News or the Daily Mail. Um, Paul Taylor is now something of a celebrity, as his comedy video about kissing in France went super viral over the last couple of weeks. Um, his video, which is called Paul Taylor La Bise, is about his frustration with the French custom of kissing people when you meet them. It was uploaded onto Robert Haynes' YouTube channel called French Fried TV on New Year's Day. And within the space of just a few days, it got over a million views. Okay, so Paul and Robert made this video. It's about kissing in France and how Paul doesn't understand it and how it's frustrating for him. He made the video. It looks really cool. And they uploaded it onto French Fried TV, the YouTube channel. And then bang, within a couple of days, a million views. Incredible. He, uh, Paul was featured on lots of French websites and radio and TV, and then the video went global on the BBC's website and lots of other websites too. You might have seen it. That's Paul. That's Paul Taylor of Luke's English Podcast. Uh, Paul also has uh, a new solo comedy show every Saturday, which is called Hashtag Franglais. Uh, which is like a kind of a joke on the word. Uh, uh, it's like French and anglais, which is English in French. So it's French and English, franglais. And franglais is basically, you know, uh, a sort of a mix of English and French. I speak franglais sometimes. When I'm trying to speak French and I don't know the word, I'll just use the English word. And it comes out as a mix of French and English or franglais. Um And so it's an interesting show because he does part of it in English and part of it in French. Anyway, uh, so he's got this solo comedy show every Saturday, as well as the the one that he does with me every Thursday, which is called Sorry We're English. Um, And his Saturday show is now completely sold out for something like the next 10 weeks. So the video arrived, bang, suddenly his, his show is sold out for weeks and he's featured on, on international TV and stuff like that. Wow. Um, he's kind of made it. So remember, remember when he was on this podcast last year talking about how he quit his job to do comedy and how it was a risk? Uh, remember how difficult it was for him at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival? Well, now I'm very glad to say that things seem to be working out for him, which is very good news. And I hope to have him on the podcast to talk about it uh, very soon. Uh, also, I hope to get Amber and Paul on this podcast again, if Paul will actually ever come on now that he's such a big celebrity and everything. Um, I hope to get him and Amber on again in order to do that interactive version of The Lion Game 
Remember that? If you if you don't remember, just go back to episode 318, 318, which was called The Rematch Part 2. Just go back and listen to that episode again to find out the details. Basically, um, this is a chance for you to get involved in another version of the lying game. You know, that's that sort of speaking mind game that uh, I played with Amber and Paul a few times on the podcast. Um, so we're going to do an interactive version where you can get involved. Basically, uh, in episode 318 at the end, all three of us said some statements and you now have to write questions in the comments section for episode 318. Okay, uh, you know, listen to the statements and decide, do you think they're true or are they uh, lies? Make some, write some questions that you would like us to ask. And then in the episode, we will ask each other your questions and then we'll answer them. And then you can decide if they're true or if they're lies. Again, listen to episode 318, which is called The Rematch Part 2, for all the details. And you'll need to listen to the end, all the way until the end, because the, uh, the, the statements for the interactive version are at the end of the episode. Right. So, let me now give you an introduction to this episode. Um, so, as you know, at Christmas time, I went back to the UK and I stayed with my family and with my cousin at his home in Bristol. Uh, I did a few podcast recordings while I was back home. Uh, you've already heard two of them, the Star Wars conversation with my brother, the sort of weird, rambling, funny uh, chat that I had with my whole family with all those sort of different questions and things. That episode was called With the Thompsons, um, which was just a bit of fun. Um and uh, But also, I spent time with Oliver, and uh, I interviewed him and recorded a conversation with him. So it's been a while since he was on the podcast, um, and quite a lot has happened. Quite a lot has changed with him since then. In our conversation, uh, which you're going to hear in this episode, we talk about lots of things, and I really think this is an interesting episode. And I think it's a very valuable one from a language point of view as well. Uh, the topics that we talk about are diverse and we're, and they're quite in-depth. And as a result, we use lots of different features of grammar and vocabulary. Um, I always encourage you, my listeners, to notice language while you're listening to native speakers on this podcast. Try to notice language. I mean, be mindful when you're listening, okay? Uh, that means try to sort of not only just follow the meaning of what's being said, but also just you know, keep be aware of the, the the language forms that are being used, and uh, and so on. Just being mindful of the language, noticing structures, noticing particular usage, is a good way of of sort of focusing your mind on on the language, and that's going to help you to pick it up yourself. So it's not just about understanding; it's about sort of analysing the language as you're listening to it. Okay, so I always encourage you to notice and analyse language while you're listening to native speakers on this podcast. So try to do that in this episode if you can. Um, first of all, we talk about what happened to Oliver since the last time he was on the podcast. So watch out for the ways in which we talk about the past. You'll hear us use various tenses and other forms. Um, Oliver faced a few difficulties and challenges a, a couple of years ago. And he talks about them. So watch out for the ways that he describes difficulties and challenges. Essentially, he tells me a few anecdotes about some of his troubles in London. Uh, so watch out for the usual language that we use to, to, to tell anecdotes, you know, past tenses um, and so on. Um, then we talk about the future 
and about various predictions for the next 10 to 20 years. So naturally, you can try to notice the specific language tenses and modal verbs that we use to describe the future, make predictions and make judgments and so on. Uh, and as well as that, there's, there's lots of vocabulary related to technology, transport and communication, as well as um, some stuff relating to childbirth and being a father. Okay, um, a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago now that I interviewed Amber for the first time when she was pregnant. And so if you want specific language about pregnancy and about childcare, uh, then you can go back a couple of years. Look into the archives. There's an episode called She's Having a Baby. Uh, and then another episode in which I go through specific language relating to pregnancy. Um, so if you want to, if you want to sort of get some of the vocab for that subject, then you can just go back into the archives. Okay. So in my opinion, this one is a very useful conversation for you to listen to, uh, and I also hope that you'll find it an enjoyable one. I loved catching up with Oliver, and I sincerely hope that you have a good time while listening to this. And by the way, I suggest that you listen all the way to the end of this episode in order to hear Oliver play a little bit of guitar. He's a very good guitarist, and I sort of managed to get him to play some guitar on this episode. So listen to the end to be able to hear him play. Um, all right. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Oliver. Right, so I'm I'm here in in my cousin Oliver's house, um, and in fact we're in one of the bedrooms, um, and we're not in London anymore. We're now in Bristol. I think it's the first time I've done a podcast from Bristol. Yeah, probably. Well, anyway, happy New Year, Oliver. Happy New Year, Luke. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm feeling a little bit tired out, but that's not because of alcohol, which is the usual reason. That's true. That's just some kind of bug. You just. Millennial bug. You just come down with a millennium bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 16 years too late. Yeah. Do you remember the millennium bug? I know, nothing happened, did it? No. Nothing. That was, um, that was in 1999, just before we uh, hit the sort of 2000 year mark. There was all that stuff around in the media. Everyone was panicking because they thought the millennium bug was going to sort of bring uh, everything to a halt. Yeah, I was going to delete every bank account and what? every computer would crash because the, the date couldn't cope with going to 2000. What was the Millennium Bug? It was That was it, I think. Really? Because it, it thought that it, it couldn't go from 1999 to 2000 on the, like, some kind of date, timestamp. All, all computers in the world couldn't handle the zero zero date <laughs> exactly. and that would somehow bring all computers to crash a standstill. Crash all computers. It didn't happen, though. No, no, but a lot of people made a lot of money probably making sure... Right, they didn't from insurance stuff and things I don't know like that. IT people, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway. I've got that bug. <laughs> You've got the Millennium bug. Yeah. All right. No, so I've got some kind of bug, but uh, I feel all right. Okay. You're just feeling slightly under the weather, but you're all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is 2016, and um, so actually, when was the last time that you were on this podcast? Do you remember? I don't know. We were talking about that earlier, and I think it was three years, maybe. Yeah. Other, other than wishing you. Um, Congratulations on your 300th, was it? Episode? Yeah, 300 episodes. 300 episodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've been on for three years, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe one of the first times you were on is when we talked about the underground. Yeah, the London Underground, that's right. Because had... I love the tube. And there are a lot of techniques to, yeah. you can use to travel efficiently on London Underground. That's and right. etiquette as well. 
Yeah, all the the do's and don'ts for traveling on the underground. Yeah, that's so right. I think it's like yeah. episode eighty three or something like Is that. Is it something like that? It was good yeah. fun. It was good fun. It's good. We had Pasquale on that. Yeah, as well. we did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, listeners, you can go back to the into the archives and find. I think it's episode eighty three. Uh, Mind the gap. How to use the London Underground, and you'll hear Oliver talking about all of the inside tips on on using the the uh, tube correctly. Yeah, but you've been on, on the you've, you've been on the show before as well, and other and other times. Like there was one called Luke versus Oliver, where we went through all these different things and compared them. It was like the yeah. Beatles versus the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, uh, Batman versus Superman, and things like that. Yeah, uh, and and other times as well. You've been on a few different episodes, but you're back again. But it's been three or four years since you were last on Luke's English podcast. Yeah. Um, and when I spoke to you then, um, you were living in your flat in South London. Working yeah, house, the, yeah. My your, house your in Tooting. House in Tooting. Yeah. Working at the BBC, probably commuting via scooter or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, until I crashed it. Until you crashed it. <laughs> I drove it into the back of a black cab. Like scooter, right. yeah. Okay, a really London, a good London style accident. accident. You <laughs> yeah. drove your scooter into the back of a black taxi. Yeah. Can you, I, I love the story of an accident. I love accident yeah. stories. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, I was um, I was driving past Regent's Park. I don't know where I was going. To, where I going to I think I was going to visit my sister in Finsbury Park. Mm. And I was driving along, riding along on my scooter, and I just glanced over my shoulder, which is something you're supposed to do to make sure another car's not coming. Yeah, and. Uh, what I hadn't realised was there was a red light ahead and a black taxi in front of me had just stopped dead. Oh, no. I just smashed into the back of it. Oh, God. And was a bit disorientated and um, sort of staggered off my bike and left it left it there on the floor. And um, the taxi driver got out and was really annoyed with me. Really? And he said, what are you doing? I said, I said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened. He goes, I'll tell you what happened. The, uh, the traffic stopped and you didn't. <laughs> and um, I was a sort of... I was saying, don't worry, I'm all right, you know. And uh, his his um, the people in the back of his taxi got out, yeah, and said, "Are you all right? You know, you smashed your head on the back of the taxi, my helmet." Yeah. And the taxi driver, I think, then thought maybe he should be a bit more sympathetic, right? Um, and he said, "Well, that's going to cost you because I'd smashed his bumper off, right?" And um, they just sort of he took my details and they just disappeared off. And I had to wait for about ten hours to get picked up by the RAC. Oh God. Um. And I'd cut all my shins up where I'd smashed into the front of the bike and everything. And the bike was written off. Yeah. And um, that's when I, my, the, my love of the London Underground probably... Kicked in. <laughs> probably kicked in, yeah. Because you're like, actually, although it's sort of disgusting and, and uh, everyone doesn't, everyone's socially awkward down here, at least it's safer yeah. than riding around on the streets. And you can you. read and listen to music yeah. and stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay, but anyway, you're not in London anymore. No, uh, it's been about three or four years. What's what's changed? Because uh, different situation, yeah. different place. What's what's so changed? I moved from Tooting to Wilsdon in North London. All right, where I stayed for about three months, just long enough to spend all the money I had <laughs> in doing the flat up. And then I how, got, wait, how long did it, how long were you looking for a, a, a new place to oh, live? I looked for about twelve months, eighteen months, took ages, and I had three or four places fall through. The last moment. Sorry, what does that mean if a place falls through? Oh, uh, I, I, the, the sale didn't go through. The sale didn't complete. Right, so like you, you were nearly ready to make the sale on the, yeah. on the house, but then at the last minute something went wrong exactly. and, the, and the deal fell apart, so it fell yeah. through. Yeah. All right. And um, so yeah, I tried to buy somewhere in Kensal Rise and then somewhere in Queen's Park. Yeah. Anyway, loads of places. And then I found somewhere in Wilsdon with um Ines who had just moved to London um who are who is from 
Peru, uh, but lived in Atlanta at the time. So she's sort of American Peruvian. American Peruvian. This is your. This was at the time your girlfriend. At the time, my girlfriend. Yeah. So and she moved over to stay to live with me in Tooting. Yeah. Didn't like Tooting very much, possibly because my neighbours burgled me. Yeah, that's right. Your neighbours <laughs> broke into your house when you were away. Yeah. No, I was at home. The, the, they, you were even at home? The, my, I wasn't in the house, but my neighbours went away and their son stayed in the house. I went to work that day and when I came home, their son with his friends had smashed in the back door and stolen loads of my things. Um, <laughs> God. And just before I went on holiday. So, um, yeah, that was a terrible period in Tooting. So I got burgled by my neighbours. Then I went to Malawi where I caught Bill Hartz here. Wait a minute. You went to Malawi, obviously yeah. in Africa, and you you you, you ill-advisedly swam in a lake? Yeah. I was, I, was, I was actually, I think I was playing at a festival there. Playing with, guitar. With, playing guitar with Zeb, yeah. who was a singer. And, um, yeah, and then I went swimming in a lake whilst drunk and caught this bug, which is a little bacteria that lives in snails. And, and how, did the, how did you catch this bug then? It just gets through the pores of your skin into your bloodstream. It just enters your body. Yeah. It lives in the water. Yeah. And it entered your body through the, you know, th- when you went in the lake. Yeah. And then when you came home, you started to feel a bit ill. Really sick, yeah. What were the symptoms of this Bill Hartz? Well, you actually can have no symptoms until you sort of drop dead. But Really? Yeah, it's really bad. Can it can kill you? It can kill you. Yeah, Bill Hartz is the second biggest killer after malaria. It's really bad. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, but it takes years because what happens is these bacteria get through your skin yeah. and they migrate to your liver where they breed, mm. and then bit by bit, they kill your liver, and that kills you. I remember when you had it. I mean, you were really ill. It was horrible. Oh, it was awful. Do you remember, do you remember when my face swelled up? Oh, yeah. <gasps> I looked like a Simpson. It was weird. <laughs> That's right. You woke up in the morning one day, yeah. and your face had swollen up, and well, you, you sent me a photograph. You looked like a, a duck or, yeah. or or one of the Simpsons. Yeah, you looked like one of the Simpsons. You looked like Homer Simpson. <laughs> I know. It was terrible. Oh, I was I so ill. Yeah, I had about two weeks of this really high... It's called Ketoyama fever. Yeah. Which is a Simpson a sort of side effect which is an indicator that you've got Bill Hartz here so I had this horrible splitting headache and a fever and then I went to bed one night thinking like I'm going to I'm going to mentally crack this yeah I, I thought I would you know use some psychological um kind of techniques woke up and my headache had gone and my yeah. fever had gone um <laughs> but my whole face had swelled up and I went to the doctors and it was quite funny because I went to the hospital thinking <laughs> thinking that they would look at me and be like, all right, this guy's got something wrong with him. He, yeah. he needs some medication. But they just thought I was an ugly bloke. <laughs> they were just like, why is this ugly guy coming to the hospital? What's his problem? And I was like, I don't normally look like this. This is, you know, something's I'm, gone wrong. I'm normally a lot more handsome than this. <laughs> I'm not I, normally this bad. I don't look like one of the Simpsons, I promise. Yeah, my whole lips and mouth don't normally swell up like so this. So you, you just walked in looking like a Simpson and they were like, yeah. Hello, Mr. Simpson. How, <laughs> yeah. how can we help you today? And you're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This Simpson face is the problem. It's yeah. not my face. Um, anyway, I caught that. And um, they kept thinking I had malaria. But eventually they worked it out. I mean, everyone knows you shouldn't sw- swim in the lake. So that was my fault. Yeah. But um, I then got over it. Uh, and then I went out drinking because I couldn't drink for uh, the whole period where your liver's repairing it's itself. It's like six months or something? No, no. It was about, about eight weeks. Oh, okay. But it was at Christmas, so I couldn't drink over Christmas. And it was really annoying. You but, like to go out with your friends and have a few beers. I You're did, an English I, bloke. Yeah, exactly. That's a priority at that time, particularly. So after all this time where you hadn't been able to drink, you you did go out then with I your mates. Out, funny enough, with Pasquale, your friend Pasquale. Pasquale, who has, who's on that podcast with us about the London Underground. Anyway, yeah. you went out with Pasquale. To like a comedy night and um, got quite drunk. Went home, went to bed, and then at something like 
2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Yeah. I woke up, um, went and put the plug in the bath, uh, right. turned both taps on, and I went back to bed. Right. Now, is this something that you would normally do, for no. example, in the morning? No, I you never would, have a never bath. never get up and have a bath? No, I thought in some, some weird memory. I think I had done it once or twice when I had that fever because I was trying to warm up and stuff. Right. And it was cold. But... Yeah, I then I then woke up at five a.m. just like bolt upright in bed, just sat up straight. Like, what's wrong? Like, well, hang on a second, did I turn the bath on <laughs> three hours ago? <sighs> Stepped out of bed and just splash. My whole upstairs was covered in water. Oh my god! Ran through to the bathroom. If sure enough, it was pouring over the side of the oh, bathroom. Shit. Turned the taps up. Ran downstairs. Splash, splash, splash all the way downstairs. Yeah. Whole downstairs had like an inch or two of water in it. Oh my god! Went into the kitchen. And turn the light on stupidly, because obviously everything was soaking wet. Yeah. And the light kind of came on briefly, and then sort of fizzled out. <laughs> but just stayed on long enough for me to see that the whole the water was pouring through the ceiling, and the oh whole floor was covered. God. And then the whole ceiling just went <sighs> and just fell through. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and it was like you know crazy paving, which is like um, paving slabs. Yeah. Like you have it in gardens, which yeah. is um, irregular sort of paving. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole ceiling was basically laid out on the floor like crazy paving. Oh my <laughs> god! Um, anyway, that was that was the three things. So I crashed my bike. I got burgled. Then the no, four things. Then I got this Bill Hartzia, and then I flooded my own house. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought it's time to leave Tooting. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, Ines agreed. So you was you were with Ines when you flooded your no, place? No, I wasn't actually. No, okay. I, was I with her? I don't think you were. I don't think so. I remember when you no, when, wasn't. You, when you went through that whole Bill Hartsier thing. I think you hadn't met her. No, I hadn't met her. It was like you know you were sort of on your own, uh, feeling a bit sad and lonely. Yeah, I definitely was when that ceiling fell through. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. Five a.m. Really, really, really bad time. <laughs> yeah, and then things point. picked up basically when you met Ines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I met her in kind of May time, um, and then I think maybe later, and then she moved. The following year, right? And though, so anyway, we were just talking about moving house, weren't we? Right. We, we so were, let's, yeah. if I speed up the story, so I moved to Wilsdon, did it, did the place up. So we we improved it. We put wooden flooring in, and we painted, and put up loads of shelves, and you know, did all those things. Made it do. look really great. Made it look great. And you you came and stayed. I yeah, remember. fantastic. Place. It was a lovely flat. Yeah. Um. So then, like I say, we spent all of our money, just finished it, and then I got a job in Bristol, like. <laughs> immediately like literally the, the day after i finished everything um and then we had to decide whether to to move so then we thought we would because it would yeah. be an adventure and it's a new place so then we moved so we moved from tooting to wilsden to bristol we got a basement flat yeah in bristol where i got uh, this new job uh, still at the bbc um and then we moved again when we bought a house in Bristol, which you're in now. Right, so okay. So we've moved houses four times since I was last on. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and moving house, especially if you're, you're not just renting, but buying the properties, that's, yeah. a, that's like a really big deal. It's like really inconvenient and difficult. And the first yeah. one, the, the Wilsdon house, you were looking for a place for about 18 months. Yeah. You finally moved in, you stayed there for three months. Yeah, exactly. And then you moved on. Yeah. Right. But finally, here you are in this house in Bristol, and it's yeah. very nice. It's a lovely house, yeah. I mean, compared to, this is the, the same price as my f- two-bedroom flat in Wilsdon. 
and it's a four-bedroom house with a garden, and it's just, lovely. Just shows that house prices in London are crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy. <laughs> That's right. Um, but in Bristol, you can get a much better deal. So okay, yeah. so and still... I can walk to work. So I walk to work in something like eight minutes. Okay, so no need for London Underground no. or scooter accidents. No, or, or, or expense. Okay, great. Yeah. Brilliant. All right, then. And uh, you're married as well, of uh, course. Oh, yeah, and I got married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just that. Yeah, I got married twice, actually. Yeah. Because like we got, me? Like you, yeah. So we got married once in England because Inessa's visa was expiring, as well as us being obviously deeply in love. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a big ceremony because that was just with her parents and my parents. Yeah. Then we did a big ceremony for all our family and friends in France. South of France. South of France, where you were the best man. I was the best man, that's right. And um, it was great. Yeah. So then, and then uh, Ines got pregnant. Yeah. So we're about to have a baby. And that brings us to this day. That brings us to here and now. In fact, we're yeah. sitting in, uh, I guess it's the baby room, isn't it? Is that what you call it? Yeah, we call, Ines called it that from the moment we moved in, which was... Even before she year, got pregnant. About a year before she got pregnant. She's yeah. like, this will be the baby room. Yeah, And you're exactly. like, what? Sorry, what? Yeah. Put, um, it, put it in the baby room. <laughs> so we're in the baby room. And I have to say that uh, I'm, I'm already jealous of this baby because this room is really nice. First of all, there's like this really fantastic cot. It's a cot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But Ines has crib. She Ines calls it she calls it a crib because is that an American thing? Yeah, I think so. Like okay. diapers and cribs and cots and nappies. Right, I see. So in the, in the states they might call it a crib, but we call it a cot, which is you know like a baby. It's like a cross between a bed and a jail, you know, <laughs> for babies. You know, yeah, you know exactly. that sort of thing. Um, and there's other stuff. There's like this beautiful. Um, uh, what, what do you call these? It's kind of like mobiles. But mobiles, that's it. You know, kids like mobiles. They like things that hang down from the ceiling and sort of hang not, in the Not air. to be confused with mobile phones, which yeah. you shouldn't give a baby. That's right, yeah. Um, so, no, there are actual old-style mobiles. And Oliver has, has hung from the ceiling these really beautiful um, sort of model um, hot air balloons. They're like, it's like around the world in 80 days or something. These really great-looking Victorian-style um, hot air balloons hanging from the ceiling. And, and the, the lampshade around the light is a big cloud. So there's this amazing display up in the sky, in the ceiling, of these hot air balloons and this cloud. And there's pictures on the walls of Beatrix Potter. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and various other baby-related things. And in Paddington, the, in the for a Peruvian reference. Paddington Bear, of yeah. course, there. And... Uh, you know, boxes with nappies and uh, lots of uh, changing, uh, sort of a, a sort of changing mat, and all these. There's the ba- an awful lot that you, that you you're told you need to buy when you have a baby. You've got the the stroller at the back yeah, there yeah. Uh, for when you take the baby out. You're well prepared. The, yeah. the room also has a nice collection of Beatles twelve uh, uh, inch vinyl LPs and a record player. Um, so basically, the kids got everything they need. They've got all of the the facilities and the Beatles uh, back catalogue. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you're having a girl, and she's due in like just a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we thought it was going to happen about three days ago. So next to me, I have the hospital bag, which you have to pack. You've got like a suitcase. Yeah. Obviously, straighteners are key. Hair straight. There. <laughs> she, the, she actually has got hair straighteners. The, the, the top of the the bag is a, is a pair of hair straighteners. Yeah. But mostly, it's like pillows and towels and cotton wool and you know essential things so yeah we're packed ready for the hospital it's any day any day now and she's contracting at the moment so we we think it's imminent right 
So yeah, you had like a kind of a, a, a false alarm on Wednesday a couple yeah. of days ago where you went to the hospital in the evening yeah. and you thought that she was going to give birth, but she didn't. Yeah. So we're literally like, you know, holding on any moment now, you could yeah. become a father. And Ines is, Ines is uh, I mean, Luke's wife was very keen that Ines did actually give birth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because yeah. she wants to be the first to, to see the baby. My wife is desperate to be here while, when the baby arrives. And so she's like, oh, come on. Because, yeah. you know, I, 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 she, yeah, she loved Ines to, to have the, the baby right now, in fact. Yeah, but I, I want to wait till I'm healthy. So I'm, yeah, t- you, I'm telling her to hold on. You want to get over this cold or, or whatever yeah. it is you've got. Uh, but how does it feel then to be sort of uh, so close to being a father for the first time? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, before the false alarm, I felt like um, I felt like we had everything we needed, but I wasn't really mentally prepared. And then yeah. when I thought it was, we were, we were leaving the house to go to the hospital, yeah. think, thinking when we come back, we could have we could be carrying our baby, our daughter, right? Because we're having a girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and suddenly it became very real, and you just realised that your entire life suddenly is the centre of gravity completely shifts, you know, yeah, and yeah. you're suddenly something else is at the centre of your life. And um, so I think I'm, I am kind of prepared, but <laughs> but um, not sure the intonation isn't quite convincing. <laughs> I think I'm kind of prepared. Doesn't yeah. sound that convincing. No. So I think until it happens, you just can't really know what it's going to be like yeah but i think um, i've done what i can like again talking about pasquale yeah i saw him a couple of days ago they've just had uh, a daughter yeah uh 12 days old they're loving it yeah um and so we went to see them and they're having a great time with the daughter and everything and uh yeah they said that up until the point when she arrived it felt like they were their whole lives up until that point had been about them yeah and you yeah, just sort yeah. of live for yourself but when your kid arrives Suddenly, you don't live for yourself anymore. You're living for for someone else. Yeah. So that is, must be a huge change. And I suppose you have to give lots of things up. Do you? I mean, do you? Think yeah, I so? think you do. But you have to look at it as you're gaining something. Yeah. Rather than losing in something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not much that I do that I haven't done a lot of times, probably. Yeah. You know, your new as you get older, the new experiences you have get less and less and less. Yeah. Whereas when you have a child their new experience is your new experience so suddenly everything's new again and it's fun and interesting you can watch the child learning things and like experiencing things for the first time yeah and their joy becomes your joy and yeah you can kind of relive your childhood through the through the your 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 child's eyes kind of thing yeah 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 fascinating so okay so i guess it must be a little little scary but also really exciting yeah i think we're ready yeah i think you're ready i'm old enough look at this room for goodness sake (laughs) you're definitely ready yeah um so okay great i'm one of my i got some things in paris when we came to see you and um that cloud light is one of them that you've got the cloud uh, in paris yeah we got the cloud and also this little thing which is a guitar yeah it's a guitar and you pull a string on the bottom of the guitar it's a guitar pillow yeah it's a pillow in the shape of a guitar and you pull a string on the bottom and it plays this little tune what is the tune uh, hey jude is it hey jude yeah Let's have a little listen. Isn't that sweet? It's great, isn't it? Lovely. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that the kid is going to be um, sort of exposed to the Beatles from an early age. That's right, yeah. I think that's very important. 
Hello listeners, I hope you're having a nice time with Oliver and me in this episode. Um, I've decided to cut this episode in half just because I want it to be a little bit easier for you to listen to. So this is going to be a two-part episode. Um, so um, that's basically it for the first part. Um, and uh, just as a summary, so you heard us talking about, first of all, the past there, like uh, catching up with Oliver's news from his time in London all the way up to the, the present day with him in, living in, in Bristol with his, his lovely wife, Ines, who is uh, from Peru originally, but also has lived in America uh, as well. So she's like Peruvian-American, which is kind of uh, sort of uh, cool and interesting and exotic. Um, and um, so anyway, uh, she's pregnant, as you heard, and uh, so they're just getting ready to, to have a baby. Um, and isn't it sweet, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it sweet, the, uh, the, the bedroom that they've prepared for their new child? Um, and didn't you love that little, that little um, sort of musical... It was a cloud with a little string, and you pull, you pull it, and it makes a little. It it, it played uh, "Hey Jude" by the Beatles. Isn't that adorable? Anyway, if you would like to hear about um, the the future, um, then you'll need to wait for the next episode. And in that one, we're just going to discuss um, uh, future predictions. So, what's the world going to look like uh, when um, Oliver's daughter is growing up? What kind of world is she going to grow up in? What will be the sort of technological and social changes that are going to happen over the next 10 to 20 years? If you'd like to hear us uh, making our predictions and having a bit of a chat about those things, then listen on and uh, just check out the next episode. Okay, thank you again for listening to Luke's English Podcast, and I'll speak to you in the next one. Okay, but for now, goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.